0: On today's show, what did Kyrie Irving show in his Dallas Mavericks debut at home? He explodes in the fourth quarter. It's not enough. Why? We'll talk about that in more on today's Like a Match. I'm Luka Hnich and this is Locked On Mavericks. Ah, <laughs> NBA champion. He hit it. He hit it. Nine. 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 It's
1: good, and the Mavericks have won the game. Thank you, if you don't oh, believe? You shouldn't be here. Long team he never fades away.
0: Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen each and every day being part of the show. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and every post game and to comment anything below. Let us know. What did you think about Kyrie and his Dallas Mavericks debut? If you were there, let us know. And then also, would you get married at halftime of a Dallas Mavericks game? Oh, my God. <laughs> that happened for real. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The Kai Kid, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Is it bad that I'm, like, not super mad right now? I think everyone needs to take a breath. Can we just all take a breath together? Like, let's take a
1: collective. I thought that was a lot of fun. Like, I know that a loss is a loss, and we need all the wins right now. But, my gosh, that was a lot of fun. Like, I had a blast in that fourth quarter. And it, it just, I don't know why I watched that game with the the idea of, just the bigger picture of holy crap. Like welcome to Dallas, Kyrie Irving. Like we have another star, another all-star starter in in Dallas right now. So he's he's so dang good at basketball. It's a lot of fun to watch. Obviously hate the ending. We'll talk all about it. But welcome to Dallas, Kyrie Irving. Can't believe how complacent you are. Just so,
0: just so satisfied with not winning every single game.
1: Somebody did comment on isn't our the, show goal, the other day. Isn't, like, why are y'all not, why are y'all so happy after a loss?
0: Isn't the goal eighty two and zero, Isaac? Can we just can we just ask, can we just ask for a win, like just one win? We're at zero and two with Luca and Kyrie. Really, you're happy with a loss? Moral victories? That's what you want to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about why uh, it's great to have two stars. Right, like I think that's the first takeaway. The second takeaway is the couple of things Mavericks are gonna have to work through. It's tough to try and work through a star and try and figure out how to integrate them into all this and and figure out how to play the style that Luca wants to play, the style Kyrie wants to play and, and is good at playing and all that. So we'll talk about that. Um, we'll hit on a couple of the things from the introductory presser tomorrow. We'll have a sh- we have a show every single day, and then we may talk about Justin Holiday today. Probably we'll do it tomorrow though. He got signed, and then the Mavericks are apparently. Interested in Lamarcus Aldridge, so <laughs> we'll talk my about guy, that. We'll talk about that. Guy
1: just walked back from 24-hour fitness. <laughs> do we know?
0: Do we know he's walking? Do we, do we know he had the ability to walk? Minnesota Timberwolves built up a 26-point lead in the third quarter. It kind of was like. You know, Minnesota's game, they had, like, a five-point lead, then a 10, then back to five, then one, then 10. Like, it was kind of just going back and forth. Minnesota felt like they were in control most of the game. And then they built up that 26-point lead in the third quarter, and it just felt like they were getting anything they wanted, right? They were getting anything, going to the rim. In the first quarter, I think it was, they scored, what, 30? Uh, they scored, like, 30... He scored like, mm. I showed everybody all my notes. 30. He scored like. 30 <laughs> uh, 30 what? Uh, points. Here I got, I got it. Okay. They scored 30. You did a great <laughs> job covering for me as I was stammering, trying to find my notes. They scored 33 points in the first quarter, 24 points in the paint. Six, hey, they
1: scored 33 points in the first quarter. Six. I thank you. Up. Appreciate that.
0: <laughs> six free throw points <laughs> and three points on one made three. That was the first quarter. Like, think about the percentage of. Shots and and like baskets that were in the paint in that first quarter. Like the percentage is so high of points that they made. It just felt like they could get anything. And the Mavs perimeter defense and the paint defense was just lacking so hard that Jason K just pulled all of it and just went super small late. We'll, We'll talk about that, but they went down so hard. And then Kyrie Irving with a small ball lineup came back and got it to within what it ended up being like two at one point.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of weird because, <laughs> you know, they went, you know, in the beginning of this game, like you said, they had all those points in the paint and it felt like, you know, in, in the first quarter we talk about rebounding stuff on here, but, you know, they had 12 rebounds squared. Dallas is five. They got some second chance points in that first quarter. Um, they were just out hustling Dallas. I mean, yeah. even Jason Kidd said post game, he's like, we were still, you know, we're basically still on that road trip. Like, that's how they played is like, they were still on the road trip. And, um, they just they just got out hustled on the board. Every I mean, they had no answer for Rudy Gobert. It was is a weird Rudy game because you know Rudy had some has some good stats from this game. Was plus 17 and, 21 points, fourteen boards. But then he got played off the floor, and it was like I mean he played in the fourth, but then he got played off the floor, and with Dallas going small, and I mean even kid talked about that post game, and you know he got played off the floor with Theo Pinson playing the five. <laughs> so. um but but no I mean that was that was the, I have so many thoughts early I'm just fascinated by this Kyrie Luca pairing yes and I want it and I was like I promise this is not just because of he went off in the fourth quarter I promise I was saying this in the first half like we got to get Kyrie more involved and we like it, well, I mean, like they gotta no, no. get him they gotta get him the ball, like more of letting him there are too many possessions, I thought, in the first half. And this is just them like working out the kinks of it and even into the third quarter, that Kyrie's just in the corner and just like not touching the ball or like it was kicking at Kyrie and he was, you know, getting a set shot, which he's an incredible shooter. But I wanna see a little bit more of especially of like Luca, a little bit shorter of a leash of if Luca doesn't have it a little bit. Or it's like a couple possessions where Lucas is getting some tough shots. Like, all right, let's let Kyrie. Th- that's the stuff. The 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 give and take that I think they'll they'll figure out eventually.
0: Yeah, there's a difference between Kyrie trying to promote ball movement and trying to be a. I think in the first couple of games here, we've seen him try to be like a low maintenance star. I know that's a weird thing to say about Kyrie, but like low maintenance star on the court, right? And he doesn't, he, I don't need the ball all the time. We even heard this quote from him. I, I'm trying to tell guys like, hey, I don't need the ball all the time. You don't have to play with me the way that you guys have played with Luca because he was the only star. And that's that's all that this team <laughs> this team had, it felt like. And so then you get the the possessions, like Isaac said, where he's standing in the corner and he's not, getting, he's not getting the ball. And that happened even in the last game too. But then he goes off. And when he gets aggressive, he can just score at will. 26 points in the fourth quarter. Just There's no world without Kyrie on this team with Luka. They're anywhere close in this game. There's no world. No. There, there, you just don't come back in a game like that where it's, it's Reggie, Kyrie, uh, Theo, Frank, and then, like Josh Green, and they just make this huge run to come back in the fourth quarter. And Luca comes back and joins that group. Uh, but the things that we saw him do to get that, it wasn't just like bombing from three. He hit three out of his four threes. He went to the free throw line one time in an and one. He got two offensive rebounds and got putbacks in those moments. He was 11 That's out second,
1: of. Yeah, that one in the fourth where I'm like, how did he even get that rebound?
0: With with when like Theo came in, he like Kyrie takes the shot. He misses the shot. It's like the one shot he missed in the fourth quarter. He misses it. Theo Pinson gets the ball somehow and somehow loses it. And then Kyrie gets the put back right there. And you're like, how is he the one that gets there? And honestly, he gets there because Ka- Rudy Gobert got played off the floor. But you see now, like, yes, they lost this game. The defense is going to be a disaster. We'll talk about Jason Kidd's quote after the game that was tongue in cheek a little, but he kind of believed I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's like 50 50 true. Hey, I mean,
1: that's the luxury of having those centers. I don't always tell you guys the
0: truth. I mean, we know he doesn't tell us the truth, but he he had a comment about defense we'll talk about. But this is what having two stars is. They're going to win games they shouldn't win. 20-point lead in the NBA is nothing. <laughs> and So yeah. you can just come back in, in a run like this, and having two stars, this is what it does. And I think that Nico Harrison had a really interesting answer to the question that I asked. I was, I was thinking about it all day. I'm like, what am I going to ask? You kind of get one question in these introductory press conferences. And it happened before the game where he got introduced to the Dallas media. I was like, all right, you really only get one question. I said, what would you say to fans and people that say that this trade is a really big risk? And Nico Harrison's answer was, among other things, I think it's a bigger risk to not do it. And you see why in a game like this, right, where they were down, they had nothing going for them, And then Kyrie just comes back. Like, usually this game would be like, oh, luca has got nothing. Why don't you just sit him in the fourth quarter? People would say that in a game like this, right, before this trade. And now with this trade, Kyrie brings him all the way back. And I saw a couple tweets. Reveal yourself. I saw a couple of tweets of people saying, should Luca stay on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Exposed. <laughs> exposed. Coming up, let's talk about... The tempo difference between Luka and Kyrie. I think that's really interesting, and we saw it play out in this game. We'll talk about what that means and how who has to adjust more. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 you can get back. That's bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you'll get back up to $1,000. Go download the FanDuel app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. Super Bowl is over. Let's check out some NBA. Ooh, conference winners. To win the Western Conference. Phoenix plus 240. Denver plus 290. Clippers plus 500, Mavericks plus 700. Memphis plus 750. Mavericks over the over the Grizzlies is interesting. Warriors plus 900 and then Pelicans plus 3000 with the Zion news now that he's going to miss some more time. Uh that one's interesting. And then uh oh the Minnesota Turnbulls plus 12000. <laughs> That's, wow. a, that's super high. You can check out that and more on FanDuel. Go see all the kind of fun stuff that they have. Again, it's locked on or it's fanduel.com slash locked on for no sweat, first bet. Fanduel.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making On Maps your first listen each and every day and every post game. We'll have a post game all the way up and through the playoffs till the Mavericks are eliminated or win the championship. And then we'll continue five days a week all throughout the offseason too. with uh, free agency and the draft and all that. We appreciate each and every one of you that jumped on this train after Kyrie was traded. It was our number one audio week, our number one video week, our number one video day, our number one audio day of all time, which is insane because we've had some really big moments
1: on this podcast. And uh, I, I feel like I had more people tonight at the game from people within the organization <laughs> to random fans. I was like, man, love listening. I see your face every day. Yeah, And uh, so shout out.
0: Yeah. One of the producers of, of Bali sports is, uh, is like TV coverage was like, I listen to your show every day. Like I quoted something that I said and I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's crazy to hear at times. But we appreciate all of you guys that have jumped on and uh, you're part of the raccoon squad. Now, if you listen every day, that's the only requirement. Just listen every day. All right. Let's talk about the tempo because I thought that that was one of the interesting things that we're seeing now between these two. And I was, um, talking to some people, some people in the media section I was in, and they're like, "Kyrie wants to play fast, Luca wants to play slow. How are they gonna mold? How are they gonna like meld these together?"
1: You're gonna ask me that question? Oh yeah! Um, oh yeah!
0: Oh yeah! <laughs> no, I'm dumping it um, off to you. Handing it off. I'm Lamar Jackson. It, <laughs> You're whoever the Ravens running back is today. And there it is. That
1: might be whoever the Ravens quarterback is. <laughs> <Pretty soon. laughs> um, but. It is a difference, right? It is a stark difference. It is, you know, even looking at, um, it's hard to talk about this without people taking it as like a negative toward Luka. Um, but there's just b- more ball movement, right? Like, I mean, you've seen, uh, I was joking with Bobby in the press box because he had a tweet before the game about, uh, you know, the Mavericks, you know, number of passes before, yeah. Yeah. you know, the trade you know, and after the trade. And I was joking, with, I joked with him up there. I was like, Hey, uh, give it a few games and then uh, give me that give me the stat on the passes there. Uh just because Luca handles the ball so much, Luca likes seeking out those mismatches, the post-ups and all stuff and it's like, "Hey, let me go to work." Now, it's not I'm not like trying to take a shot, at Luca, it's just two different styles, right? Like that's the style that Luca likes to play. He likes the slow, methodical, let me be the quarterback that picks you apart and that's why he's a top 5 player in the game and an MVP candidate. Kyrie's more of like, let's get this ball and run. Like, let's get the ball moving. Let me, let me pass and cut. Watch Kyrie move off the ball. When he passes, he's moving and he's, you know, constantly cutting to the basket, finding the opening lane. Let me hit this guy. Let me hit this guy, picking his spots when he's going to take the shot. And it's just, it's just a different type of style of basketball. And I I do want to see them. I want to see how that, if I had to like pick one and say, Hey, can the other one uh, catch up to this? I (laughs) think it's, It's more fun, and I feel like this is fun to say too. I think it's more fun to watch the fast paced ball movement. You know, it felt like you almost watched like the Warriors out there, you know, like those days of like pass cut, pass cut, pass cut. And, you know, there was, you know, just some times of like, that's the thing of like, I want to see how Luka can adjust to that and pick up the pace some. And, you know, even like complaining to the you know officials a little bit. There was a time where you know he was still complaining about a, a call before, and Kyrie went in and scored, got fouled, was going to the free throw line, and he's still just going and talking. You know both the refs. So I, I know that's kind of unfair to point that out right now, but I I think that's a little bit of all right. Like what style? You know w- maybe if Kyrie's off the floor, you go back to the Lucas kind of style. I don't know. I don't think it's unfair. I don't think it's
0: unfair to point that out because Luca's still a young player. He's still got room to grow. He's not a perfect player, right? There's things he has to work on. And one of the things is to not complain and to to not get back on the other end and give up points. Right? Like in that play Kyrie scored. And so the ends maybe justify the means on that one, but like he's still, that's something that, that he can get better at and to not like give up on plays because he's frustrated with officials. And we've seen this team take their cues from him and be frustrated with officials. And then, allow themselves to be taken out of games because he's you know still arguing with the refs and complaining to officials. And, like, he has a right to complain a lot of times, right? Like, he, he doesn't get foul oh, calls. Yeah. You see the difference between, like, De'Aaron Fox's whistle the other night and Luca's whistle, and you wonder, like, man, could Luca average, like, 40 points a game if he got the same whistle that De'Aaron Fox got the other night? Um, but, yeah, but Luca makes up for it because – this has been the this has been the play for the Mavericks since Luca got drafted, or since they gave the keys to him halfway through his rookie year. The most efficient thing that they can do is to put the ball in Luca's hands and everybody get the hell out of there, right? Like that's still the case. Yeah. We even saw it tonight. There's going to be plays like that because that's still one of the most efficient things in basketball. They just also have to balance it with this new style that you know new. It's ball movement. It's like motion offense. It's like it's like not new stuff, not new concepts, but this this newer style that Kyrie can bring where it gets everybody involved and it you know promotes more passes like you said you know before this trade 200 and, 265 passes a game since the trade 332 passes a game like just just adding Kyrie right this first, it, first in the league in that i think well it's, in been, it's been like two games so <laughs> that that number would be hey. first in the league but 300 something passes is something that the Warriors have talked about before like you mentioned and so they have to change and some of it speed, right? Luca's not fast enough to kind of play some of some of the up tempo stuff that Kyrie wants to play. So how are they going to use him? I think using him as the rebounder and outlet guy is a really great way. And we kind of saw that tonight. He had 12 boards tonight. And uh you can you can see that like that kind of work. You just have to have guys, you know, Outlet and, and run out on the on the breaks. And I think Luca will be able to hit it, hit those guys ahead. We saw Luca as a trailer a couple of times tonight, and he's got to be re- yeah. willing to take that three. And I thought we saw him pass it up a couple of times in this game.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not worried about them playing again. I think no. they're an excellent pairing. We've been very vocal about them, their pairing and all that. Um, you know, and even the end of the game. Like it was a bummer, and yes, <laughs> wish would have got the shot up and you know, it was a crazy comeback. But I'm just like, you know, dang, that sucks. But it's it's learning curve. Like they're gonna learn each other and they'll they'll I'm confident they'll figure out. They're both basketball geniuses. We
0: saw two games in a row now. The last play was the complete opposite, right? Of the one of the one before we saw the overtime game against the Kings where Luca takes a contested three instead of kicking it to Kyrie for an extra pass. And then this one, we saw the literal embodiment of that rec league uh video. Have you ever seen that video of the guys in rec league? Like Pass to each other and then the guy's about to get a, a layup and then he passes over quick because and the caption's like, when you and your boy are both, both have nine assists and you're trying to get the 10th assist and you're like passing it back and forth like hot potato. Uh, so it felt like that. And uh, th- we saw two completely different plays. They'll meet in the middle. They'll meet in the middle at some point and they'll figure it out. They- they've had one practice. Yeah. Right. They've had one practice and games. Like it's hard to figure things out in games. It's hard for Josh green to foul Mike Conley on that very last, on that very last play when the whole bench is yelling, don't foul, don't foul. Like it's hard to try and even hear that like very clear direction that has been said from your bench because the crowd was so into it because that fourth quarter was so electric from Kyrie, just the things he was doing to get them back in this game. So it'll take a little bit of time. Uh, it, if the offense was still great when they were on the floor what did they st- they still finished with like 130 120 something offensive rating as a team uh like the offense was still really good or 100- 100 they finished with 128.7 as <laughs> a team which is <laughs> they average 116 points per 100 possessions so they st- offense was still really great they did some really great things their defense was just awful and they're going to have to outscore teams with this this lineup the way that it is
1: Coming up next, I need you to give me the Jason Kidd uh, quote post game about the defense. <laughs>
0: we'll talk about Kidd's quote next.
1: But before we do, let me tell you about LinkedIn.
0: LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates for your business. If you're a small business or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Go check it out and identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect them fast and listen to this. Hold on. For Free. Free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. Again, that's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about this Dallas Mavericks loss, 124 to 121. And Jason Kidd had a really interesting quote after the game that I, I've been I've been trying for a little while to figure out Jason Kidd's whole thing, his whole vibe in these post games, and uh, <laughs> trying to figure out: All right, are you trying to be serious? Are you trying to be funny? He goes for the dry humor like a lot. He tries to throw in like jokes. He's like that. And then he has to say that's a joke because nobody in the room like caught it or gets it. And I've been trying yeah. to figure out and like this is the best that I've figured out. I don't always tell you guys the truth. That's true. But he was asked <laughs> yeah. about he was asked about the Mavs defense tonight, which was terrible and is terrible. And he just kind of punted on it and decided I'm going to go with all the wings that can pl- that can dribble and we're just going to throw them all out there and see what happens and try to get Rudy Gobert off the court. This was what he said when asked about the defense, you know, the and uh and how they're gonna approach defense. No, we're here to outscore people. People come to see the points, not eighty to eighty. We're here to score. This is the new NBA. Interior defense, we'll figure it out.
1: Isaac Harris, what's he mean by that? <laughs> I think so I think you know, some of it's him being sarcastic a little bit. I don't bit, always
0: but, tell you guys the truth.
1: <laughs> um I think he I think it's also a sense of you know, honesty in the sense of like, there's no way to really improve this. Ross, I'm sure, I'm sorry, but Justin Holiday's not making this top defensive team. Um, they could have
0: had Stanley Johnson, Isaac. <laughs>
1: um, I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's true. They could still have my guess. They could, Aldridge still sign could be the could be the <laughs> the anchor. LMFAO. What's Solomon up to? What's Solomon up to right now? <laughs> um, but. But, no, I mean, I think a little bit of it's just honesty of, like, hey, this is, like, what the team we have. Yeah. And we're not going to be a great defensive team. Like, we're not going to be a top-five defensive team. So, the way we're going to beat people is scoring a ton of points. And he knows that's the recipe to winning. So, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's sarcastic but a little truthful, too. Yeah. But there you go. It, I, I think he was sarcastic. But I also think it
0: there's some truth to it, like you said. I, I think that he... He looks at this team, he's like, All right, we lost Dorian and Maxi's out. So, like, our two best defenders on the team are gone for, for now. Maxi will come back. But, and JaVale McGee didn't pan out the way that they thought. Frank Nalakina hasn't been really good on offense, even though he made a three. So, like, he's throwing. Jason
1: it. Kidd did not forget about Frank tonight <laughs> because people I, forget about Frank. Mm. I'm, I'm, yeah, because that's another thing, too. It's like because of the roster. It's like, all right. Besides Reggie and Josh, well, who else is going to throw out there? And it's like some people are, because I texted you as Joker, and I was like, all right, I guess he, I guess Theo is the Dorian replacement, <laughs> and because you know, in that scenario, Dorian would be the small ball five. In this scenario, they wanted to go small tonight. They wanted to make this run to come back, and in a way, it kind of worked because Theo had a great plus. I mean, a, a pretty good plus minus in this game. The small ball, you know. Play Gobert off the floor. Uh, it, I, it, okay, it,
0: it worked. It got them back, but I think anybody could have been on that floor. And Kyrie does that. And he cut 26 points on his own. Like just takes the ball up. And listen, listen, these are the Kyrie plays at the end of this game. <laughs> like uh four minutes left. Kyrie, Kyrie, pull up three. Kyrie, pull up three. Kyrie drive. Theo offensive rebound. Kyrie put back. Luca step back. Uh Kyrie kicks to Frank for three. Luca fouled. Um, like he, he's just going off in this game Kyrie pull up three at eight minutes Kyrie push and then attacks and then Kyrie gets the put back at nine minutes like just the fourth quarter it was just him going off And I I, am con- I know we have talked about Christian Wood so much Christian Wood had a really good scoring game in this one yeah. 24 points in just 22 minutes 8 of 8 from the free throw line hit a couple of threes had a couple of assists a couple of offensive rebounds and, like, I get trying to play Gobert off the floor. It worked to go small. But can't you do the same thing with Christian Wood and just get somebody else to be a threat to roll, to go out for three, yeah. more so than Theo Pinson? Like, that, that's the question I have. If, if Jason Kidd puts Christian Wood back on the court, does Chris Finch, the Timberwolves coach, automatically say, Rudy, come on, let's go. Get you back in there. But wouldn't they be able to run the same stuff,
1: it's no, very that's, that's my question after this game because
0: you know there's many other ways they lost but that that one to me is, is very confusing
1: yeah because it's wild because I'm sitting there in the fourth and I said this multiple times in the fourth quarter Theo and Frank still in yeah like, this is wild like how are they still in this basketball game like they don't even they're not even been playing but at the same time like they were making this run and, and like I know it, it was Kyrie going off but you you can't you also can't say that everybody's complete trash out there. Whenever they played Rudy, Rudy off the floor and they made this, they outscored, the, you know, Tim was 39 to 24 that quarter. So like there's, there's some, there was something there about them going small. They like going small whenever Dorian was here. So it's like, I mean, and it's not just Kyrie. playing offense either because every other quarter that they, you know, played tonight, Tim was had over 30 points, 33, 32, 35, won well, the fourth, they scored 24 points. So yeah, it, it you know the defense picked up and stuff too in that in that fourth quarter. So I, I guess that would be the the wood. I don't have the answer to that because yeah, I don't
0: I don't think there is one. Besides like that,
1: there's something going on with
0: Christian with Christian Wood and this team that we've talked about all year. Right, that we said like that there's there's something with you know with Christian Wood and kid. And my big question for this roster, I even tweeted out today after the Justin Holiday news, is how like how much does Jason Kidd trust Christian Wood? That's been a, a huge question throughout this whole season, and it's proven time and time again that he well, just... He we just we know
1: the answer by now.
0: But. I mean, it, it's been proven time and time again. He just doesn't.
1: If right? Christian he, Wood can't, can't close a game over Theo Pinson, he definitely we, ain't closing a game we, over Maxi. We love Theo.
0: We love Theo so much. He's a friend yeah, of the pod, been, love, on the, yeah. been on the show many times, but he's not bringing it defensively. You you joked that he's the he's the new Dorian replacement. Like he does not play defense like Dorian. The Mavs had that, Dorian. No no no. no. He's a,
1: not. Yes. I I'm not saying that. You joked. You that, joked. Yeah. I joked that kid is viewing him <laughs> that way as the small ball five. Now he did have a nasty block tonight that Dallas challenged and it, it should. It oh man, it was close to being clean. I know. It kinda, was. It kind of got him in the head. He, he got him in the head with his body, but um, anyway.
0: What a weird sentence.
1: <laughs> um that lineup was just fascinating that they left in there for so long. Obviously Kyrie was in there. Luke was out. Um, It was just this like super extra small ball. I mean, Theo played point some at UNC and he was like the five out there. Like (laughs) this is like, but he was also
0: bringing the ball up the court.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a weird, weird lineup. Obviously Luca comes in, he hits a couple shots and them trying to figure things out then. But the, the big rotation. I just couldn't help to laugh because I was watching the fourth. Mike Theo's out there as a five. <laughs> Javel's on the bench. Christian Woods on the bench. Dwight Dwight's on the bench.
0: Maxie is and in street like- clothes on the bench.
1: <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, there was some there was some rotation stuff tonight. And I was like, eh, that's,
0: and, yeah, oh,
1: and I've
0: seen some complaints about how they not figured out these rotations yet. It's been two games. With Luka back, yeah,
1: and Kid and said after you know they got Kyrie, he wants to spend the rest of the regular season figuring out the best combinations and stuff with yeah. Kyrie. And you know, you know obviously, he's not going to try to do it at the cost of wins, but um, well, they did, lost, did
0: he and, tonight? I mean, I, I kind of wonder if he did tonight with not playing Christian Wood there because Christian Wood was scoring now. Christian Wood scored a lot of his points with Gobert off the court. So if the Mavs play Gobert off the court, yes. then they put him back in, and then they put then the Wolves put Gobert back in. Does it negate the advantage you get with Christian Wood? I'm, I'm not sure about that. And, and that's- it just
1: feels like in the my only pushback, which I know y'all are gonna say I'm a hater or whatever. The only pushback to the Christian Wood versus Theo thing in the fourth quarter is it feels like kid just liked Pinson. They didn't have an offensive problem in the fourth quarter, so and that's what Christian Wood brings. So it just feels like. It was a. It feels like it was a defensive thing of, hey, we'd rather have Theo's defense out there than, <laughs> than Christian Woods. I, I, I can't. I, I can't take I that. How sta- else I can't it? take that statement seriously.
0: He liked How else do you explain? I don't know. Like I'm just- he like. I think he liked the ball movement, and the, I think there's two things that he liked. I think he liked the ball movement and like the ball handling that Theo Pinta can have, and then I think he liked the speed, right? Like I, I think they wanted to play fast. I mean, that,
1: yeah, that's a a key part of it too.
0: Because Theo's faster than than Christian Wood, and that's defensive rotations. And for all the scoring Christian Wood did, he missed a bunch of rotations today where you just look at it
1: and you go, he's lost. Like, he's just lost defensively. Luca did too, though. Like, Luca got smoked on defense a lot tonight.
0: Everybody sucked on defense in
1: this game. Like, almost everybody. But Kyrie was their best defender tonight. He was their best on Ant. Yeah.
0: He was their best option on Anthony Edwards, who was killing. Until the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, Nas Reed's their best center.
0: And they owe eighty million dollars to their other two.
1: Dude, I like Nas Reed so much. <laughs> He's gonna be
0: gone. They can't pay him. They, you can't pay like eighteen, twenty million dollars to a guy when you're already paying eighty million dollars to two other centers. Sign and trade for Tim. Um, oh, I'm so down. I'm so down. I don't think he There's answers their has- defensive issues either, though. Because <laughs> Nasri's out there in the fourth quarter, and they scored 39 points on him. <laughs> oh, can we just can one? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this time. One more
1: thing. One more thing. No, I got one more thing after this.
0: <laughs> can we talk about how your nemesis destroyed them in the fourth quarter? Them or Luca? <laughs> he just tried, your nemesis, uh, Kyle Anderson. Had ten points in the fourth quarter and just felt like every bucket was just a Mavs run stopper. Like every single yeah. one was just like ah. Oh, if they could have gotten one more stop, it just would have been that much better of a run.
1: I'm sorry, guys. You can blame that on me. We have a history going back for a while. Um, I, I mean, made a joke about him on Twitter many many years ago like five when he years played for the Spurs. Uh, he 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 clapped back and uh, it was a fun moment. Uh, I was. He ended up deleting his tweet, by the way. <laughs>
0: Ooh, I was I was walking out of the arena tonight and uh I was walking like in stride with him like at the same time and we made really weird eye contact like two or
1: three. Were times. you going really slow? He he Kinda did like walk almost slow mo. He
0: did walk he did walk really slow. I don't know if I would say it's slow mo, but he was um, walking really slow.
1: Can we take just a minute and a right? half here? You gotta say one, it. one more thing. Yeah. We gotta talk about the wedding. So <laughs> They had a, oh, so they had a wedding oh, at halftime. And read my man, if you listen to this podcast, um, he has to thank you. You need to turn it off right now.
0: No, oh. you're gonna go in on him. Do you? Uh, do you have praise? Oh, I I loved it. What? It's absolutely insane. Okay, how so did, here's how, for, for how did those
1: for, first initial conversations happen any, between
0: for, the family. For anyone that wasn't there tonight, uh, there was legitimately a like. Like a a trellis and like a, mm-hmm. a wedding party and like a, a podium all set the up at all set up at a, an orchestra that played the national anthem and like family members all set up at half court yeah. right during halftime everyone's gone up, the lights go down wedding. and all of a sudden Mark Falwell friend of the pod sits like goes down there stands at the podium and then the bride walks in and then the orchestra is playing like the 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 wedding music. And all of a sudden, I'm like, is this real? Is this the halftime show? They're actually having a wedding and legitimately F- follow him, maybe ordained, or or I don't know how he got it. He went to some website or Isaac yeah, trained him in the in the arts of, of weddings. Can. And I can do
1: weddings, too, if y'all want I was to get
0: married. Oh, that'd know. be amazing. If we had two listeners that want to get married and you do the ceremony. I can do the ceremony. Let me know, guys. Ooh, you need somebody. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and so they get married right at half court at the game. I tweeted I tweeted out the video of a follow up. By the way, ESPN reached out to me and asked if they if I, they could use that video and I thought that was the funniest thing.
1: Oh, um, <laughs> it's your claim to fame is <laughs>
0: I I videoed the guy getting it. But you're you're down on it.
1: Yeah, I'm down on it. What, what what are we talking about? How did that first initial conversation go with the families of, <laughs> "Hey, listen, I got this cool idea. What if we got married at halftime?" And the in-laws are like, um so is there any other ideas but what, what what are we thinking everything looks so awkward they needed sean heath to explain to the arena what was happening before there's no explanation there's so it's it just, just like started the trellis everything coming out the, and then <laughs> then they had a first dance i was like yeah. and they did it all in
0: awkward. like awkward like so there's 15 minutes of halftime like they literally put the clock up on the shot clock and say there's 15 minutes of halftime and they were done with like six minutes to go. <laughs> like they, they did all of that. First dance, the ceremony. Yeah. follow had like a couple of words. They exchanged some
1: vows. Like couple words. They, and that was another thing. Uh, every All the words and everything was all these like basketball Mavs puns. Even Sean Heath <laughs> was like doing starting lineups for the bride coming out from Arkansas. <laughs> starting so like, at what? bride. <laughs> um, I'm for it. Of course
0: you are. It's 100% insane. But here's my thing. You have a real wedding and then you do that, right? And then you're like, like, okay, let's just do something nuts because you can only get married once. I saw this. So I lived in Florida for three years and I had uh, season passes to Disney. And my wife and I would go like every weekend. And we would see brides and grooms there all the time. All the time, like e- like everywhere, is was like bride and groom, like literally in the dress we would see people, not all the time within the dress, but like all the time we'd see bride and groom, bride and groom, and they had like done a wedding somewhere else, and then they had done like their own kind of destination type wedding at Disney, and I, I, that's fun, like you only get to do that once in your, hopefully, you only get to do that like once in, like once in your life to marry somebody, and so, like, I don't know, that's a fun story, and it was crazy, there was 20,000 people at their wedding.
1: Now half of them are going to go get nachos, but there is twenty thousand people out there with it. They they got a they got a message from Javel giving them seven thousand dollars for their honeymoon. That doesn't they, cover a honeymoon anymore, does it? Uh, I mean, if they want to go to like I don't know Waco <laughs> and. <laughs> Here, or the fi- who are the fixer upper show- people? Are Chip and Joanna part of that? No, uh, maybe. They also show, now, cool thing was they actually got engaged at halftime or at a game previously. They showed the yeah, footage they on the on Had the to screen. Have
0: some kind of connection there.
1: Our guy Reed hadn't cut his hair since then because he looked like <laughs> Nick Cage from Con Air. <laughs> and so, you know, anyway, it was just, it was an awkward experience. Uh, you know they exchanged rings, and you know there's two rings on the floor, and that was the most rings that's been on that floor for a long time. Wow! So, uh, <laughs> wow!
0: Oh, that 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 shot we did not need. I did not need that shot. Leaving this, I feel, I feel bad enough about this game tonight. There you go. Let us know what you think in the comment section below. Would you have a wedding at half court at a Mavs game? Let us know in the comment section, guys. Thanks for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.